Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. It is Tuesday, February 1st. We made it to February. Groundhog's Day is coming up, or did that already come and go, Johnny? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. See, I'm close. Uh... <laughs> It just reminded me of a funny meme somebody sent me I can't mention on air. Anyway, uh, it is day 161 of the mask siege here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm still detainee 3101. On the board is detainee 722, uh, otherwise known as Johnny Cadillac. And I'm still the commander, Jack Riggins. Former retired naval officer, still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life when I grow up. Right now, it's a radio host of Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, we've got District 3 County Board uh, candidate uh, Travis Filings in. Yeah. Did I pronounce that correct? Yes, you did. Well, good. Um, we're going to get to him all show. Uh, I think if we can get through kind of the Q&A and the things I want to know and the things I want to allow him to put out as a candidate... Uh, we may we may take callers in the second segment, so everybody just hold your horses, hold your horses. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to always do this with, especially the candidates, as I believe uh, participation in democracy is huge. Um, but another big piece of this show is hopefully education to the local issues. Um, so speaking of that, like I said yesterday, um, having the CEF folks on, I haven't forgot about Herbie Husker. And his supposed change uh, because of the AOK symbol to the number one symbol. And somebody's complaint or some group's complaint that the AOK symbol somehow can be a W and a P. I I really stared hard at it, uh, meaning white power. And therefore, my great university, the one I graduated from, uh, decided they needed to essentially go all woke and change everything. Uh, to something that's been around, you know, 100 years. Uh, wow. Uh, University of Nebraska, I will get to you. <laughs> and I will get to uh, the Herbie Husk- Husker rollover, we're going to call it. Uh, I will get to other things, as I constantly do, with concerned students and parents on mask mandates and vaccines. I'm just going to keep on it. But I... I, I almost don't even know what to think about that right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know how you go from AOK to white power as a hand signal on an emblem that's represented the University of Nebraska for the majority of its history. Uh, Freedom Convoy up in Canada. I love the fact that it is growing amongst the truckers and the people that deliver our goods in America. I wouldn't be surprised that that movement continues to grow and essentially moves its way down here. And we have a very similar kind of stand-up to mandates, stand-up, you know, we're sick of it as Americans, and hopefully filter right here to Lincoln, Nebraska. Because, folks, here's the simple facts. I don't put numbers out unless they're factual. And I did it all first mass mandate with Douglas and Sarpy County and Lancaster County. Well, wouldn't you know, we have 150 per 100,000 cases of COVID here in Lancaster County. And Omaha has 130 to their 100,000 people. So what does that mean, folks? That means with our 161-day mass mandate, we're still trending higher than Douglas County 
as high as any other county out there that's not wearing a mask and not putting restrictions on its citizens. So at some point, you have to ask yourself, why should I follow it, really? Because, you know, my freedom, and I'll make my choices for health. And two, if it's going to stay in play for 161 days, what's the motivation politically? The answer of I'm trying to save you all from yourselves clearly isn't science. Can't be backed up by any factual numbers whatsoever. So you need to ask yourself that of your elected officials. Um, and there's, you know, plenty of other things out there, but, you know, we'll get to them in time. I guess City Council has a Fairness Act, uh, maybe a recreation of uh, something that came around in 2012, got shot down by petition. I'm looking into that. Got to find out if, you know, there's going to be a fight over that again, or is it just going to go through this democratically liberal-controlled city council? And, and what does that mean anyway? I, you know, I, I don't know yet, but we'll break that down. All right. Travis, that's what we call the opening monologue. <laughs> I, was, I was really struggling not to jump in and help you out with that. <laughs> well, all right. Travis is running for District 3 County Board, which, if elected, will be a county commissioner. We, You may recall we've had uh, Matt Schulte, who's also running, and the incumbent, Deb Shore, on the show. So Travis is uh, challenging that seat, so to yep. speak. Uh, welcome, and first, why now? What's the interest? How did you kind of get into this? You know, I've been in... Serving, I live in Panama, okay, which is down in the southeast corner, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the chairman of the village board down there. So essentially, the mayor. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those that I, I love serving the town, and I'm just getting tired of our uh, how our county board is being run. Um, they're turning over a lot of power to the mayor of Lincoln. Mayor Lincoln is the mayor of the county yeah i noticed as soon as federal monies came in for covid i was like does the county board not do its job do they just give all the money to the city of lincoln to say do what you want with it yeah for the most part i mean just quick look that's what you get you know when you looked at those monies and it's probably the biggest influx of money lancaster county's ever had yeah um so you know there is an interesting dynamic there i'm gonna agree with you totally on that just looking at the last year of decisions with funds and 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 i'm like really county people don't have needs yeah exactly (laughs) and and i think that's the biggest thing that uh, a lot of people that i talk with are are frustrated with is yeah i'm the only guy that's running that lives outside the city limits of lincoln um and i'm not bashing on lincoln i love lincoln this is you know this is our home uh but there are people out in the rural part of the county that needs some representation as well. Um, our infrastructure is really crumbling outside of town. Uh, you know, we have bridges and roads that have been closed for years, and uh, we're not getting any help. And so people are frustrated. They've absolutely had enough. So there, and you know, I've had the uh, county engineer Pam Dingman on several times. Uh, she's broke it down what I thought very factually the numbers. Um, not only of, of what's in need, but maintenance costs. Um, and, you know, she's pled her case as the county engineer. Uh, in a way, you're representing both a candidate, but a citizen of our county that's just outside of, uh, you know, Lincoln, but is going to see and communicate with more people about those issues. And it sounds to me like people outside of the Lincoln city limits are 
very uncomfortable in feeling this now. Yeah. This dynamic in our county board. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, 20 years ago, we had five Republicans on the county board. And now we have, it, it, they're all voting the same way. We have no leadership. Yeah. Nobody is sounding the alarm as to what's going on in our government, in our local government. And all of our all of our money is getting used to push programs that aren't helping uh, the county. So when you start looking at how our budget is getting spent, and I, you know, you saw me, I I brought in, I do my homework. Yeah, um, we've got what would uh, uh, constitute to a Senate confirmation hearing right now of Manila envelopes and research, which I think is phenomenal that yeah. you would put that much time and effort into it. And 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 to be honest, on a one-hour radio show, be prepared if if required to kind of look some stuff up. But yeah. and you'll do more uh, because clearly you care. Absolutely. You know what what drives me nuts is we see this in our politics, coast to coast, is. We have everybody will tell us what we want to hear, but then nobody goes and does the research to see if they're backing it up. And, you know, when, when I look, when I've, I've gone through 10 years worth of the county's budgets, and I know exactly where the money's going, and that's the great thing is, you know, it's all online. Every single county yeah. out there, it's online. You can, you can do it, but nobody does the work. Everybody loves to uh, loves to look at the national political skate the scheme and say, "Well, Joe Biden this or Nancy Pelosi that." Well, you know what? It's funneling down right here to Lancaster County, and we're not holding our people accountable. Yeah. Nobody is sounding the alarm as to what's going on. Uh, I mean, we've got wind farms are coming in and solar is coming in, and we have all these. All these liberal uh, ideas that are coming to, to fruition, and nobody is fighting against it. Nobody is leading a charge against it. Well, and it's not just, I mean, and it's kind of independent of, I guess, where you sit politically. Uh, Lincoln, Lancaster County, both. They're not going, they're not dabbling into moderate uh, liberalism. No. We're not dabbling in moderate conservatism. Right now, over the last five years, as, as I've gone back and looked and we start to see, independent of Washington, Lincoln and Lancaster County are hard left right now and going harder. Yeah. Just full left on the rudder, and we're going to, you know, we are going to make the biggest change in the world, and we're not taking care of our citizens in the city and in the county. That's That's what... Travis is talking about and kind of his genesis. Yeah, absolutely. For this. And because we might be taking care of a certain population, you know, words like underprivileged or underrepresented, uh, that's all hogwash. That's right. political speak. Yeah. The people that live here are the people that live here, and we all pay taxes. Yeah. And our elected officials, um, you know, come hell or high water, have to be held accountable by us. Exactly. And uh, at some point, you get to a point where People like yourself are going to say, you know what, well, then I'm going to run for office. Yeah, enough's enough. I've had so many people say, well, I'd rather have a bad Republican in there than a good Democrat. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. you. You take a look and go, God, would you rather have Joe Manchin or Liz Cheney or Mitt Romney in there? Well, uh -huh. and, and when you talk about that, and, you know, like, you're right. People use a lot of uh, euphemisms to describe things. Well, if you have a Republican there and they're voting for all of this stuff, 
Because their excuse is, well, hey, you know, we can't win. You know, for, well, then you're not representing ideals. So what do you represent? Exactly. Right? Who do you listen to, constituents? Because, again, everything's representative democracy. Right. So you're supposed to be really casting the vote for the people that put you there in office. Exactly. You know? Uh, all right. So you are seeing a lot of the same things I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, take me back to kind of from... You know, the township of Panama, family, the decision to kind of go a level higher and say, I'm going to do county board. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's it's one of those most, most everybody listening has never heard of me before because I'm not a politician. Right. Uh, my name has never been on a ballot outside of Panama, Nebraska, and half of the people listening probably don't even know where that's at. Um, I have no political goals i have no aspirations i have no i'm i'm not running for anything bigger than this um i'm just tired of seeing our community falling apart and essentially my wife said you know either put your name on a ballot or shut up yeah well give me a few examples of the things uh you know i always say top three but it can be more than that that are really frustrating you're seeing the county board uh in the decision tree do well you know there's so many big big things, small things that are driving me nuts. Um, some of the big ones, like I said, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. The sheriff's department uh, is, it, God bless Terry, he's doing a heck of a job running that ship on a skeleton crew. Yeah, just like LPD, really. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know, I will say this, he did say he felt he was funded good, which is good to hear, but, but he said... Manning and that mission of being out in the county is a lot different than here in the city, and he had a lot of needs. Yeah, he does. And, you know, God bless him. I I think he's being too nice. I really do. Uh, Because he he really is. He's a great guy. Uh, But we are not supporting our sheriff's department the way other counties are. Right. And and it was... uh, I brought you some info. You know, when... When the count, you know, the the uh, commissioners decided to give themselves a sixteen percent raise, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so they went and there's an article in there. It talks about they went and they looked at six other counties that are similar to us, right? Um, you know, one's Douglas County. There's three in Iowa. There's a couple down in uh, Kansas. And so they said, well, these are what these county commissioners make. So we're going to justify what we're asking the taxpayers mm-hmm. to pay us. But the one thing is, and again, this is all in my information here, they didn't go look at what everybody else's, you know, what everybody else's part of the budget is. Right. So when you look at this, um, you have these counties, like, for example, Lynn County, Iowa, uh, 226,000 people, right? Or Scott County, Iowa, 70, 172,000 people, where we're 322, um, Scott County's spending uh, seven and a half million dollars, and their budget is less than a third of ours. Uh, or you look at Shawnee County, uh, and County, you're talking Kansas. on the sheriff's department. Yeah, so just on the sheriff's per- department. What we're talking here, folks, is percentage of tax income, right, going to the sheriff's department. And we're behind the other counties that the commissioners use to justify their 16% increase in pay. If we're going to justify budgets, then let's justify budgets. Because all the numbers are here. You have have Shawnee County, Kansas. 176,000 people. 
Their budget's $150 million, where ours is almost $250 million. They spend $21 million on their sheriff's department. And their county is two-thirds the size of ours. They have less roads to patrol. And so here we sit going, well, you know, we, we've given them a, a 30% increase in budget over the last eight years, which is pretty disingenuous. Um, because when you look at the numbers, they go up 1%, 2%, you know, kind of like the, uh, uh, the engineer's budget. They say, oh, it went up 40%. Well, yeah, technically it did, but from when Pam was elected, her budget went down the first year 7%. Then it went back up, then it went down again. And so then all of a sudden we get to an election year, and the budget goes up 26%. Well, that's why our infrastructure is is crumbling out in the county especially, because we're playing the shell game of, well, i got to get reelected, so we have three people up for reelection. So let's start supporting and doing what we're supposed to be doing. Folks, we all know, or I think we know, you know, numbers can always be kind of used to massage and justify different things. But as you dig into them and put things together, you can see simple patterns that make you decide. And what we're saying right now, what we're looking at, right, is Shawnee County, Kansas. They have $150 million tax revenue. They spend $20 million on their sheriff's department. We have about... Three quarters more money coming in, and we spend fifteen million on yep. the sheriff's department. That's simple facts, right? Um, and again, you can justify things a lot of ways. We got Travis, Travis filings on uh, running for district three uh, county board fourteen hundred ninety nine three. You're getting the four one one from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, we're on with uh, District 3 County Board candidate, Travis Filing. Um, just kind of talking about his passion for why he's running and uh, getting through some of the items that frustrate him and some of his, if we will, platform issues. Uh, and we'll get to more of that in the second segment. But we've got a call from Richard here on line one. Hello, Richard. Hey, uh, I've got a question for the candidate. Uh, you know, we all agree that we're way behind on fixing our bridges, culverts, and roads. Yep. And my question for the candidate is, are you willing to increase the mill levy if that's what it takes in order to get us caught up? You know, it, and that's a great question. And And to be quite frank, I'm not sure. There is a lot of wasteful spending right now that we could shift back into that engineer's budget. Um, and I don't think we would need to in the beginning. But here's the thing. my uh, So my father-in-law, when he got out of high, uh, high school back in the 60s, he was telling me that he went out and he was doing surveying on, on some of these bridges that got built you know, 50, 60 years ago and needed to replace back then. <laughs> and they're still not. So we have a lot of catching up to do. Because there are so many roads that are still closed in this in this county, um, I was talking to the people out in Denton. They can't even get to their well because of a closed bridge. Um, oh. Yeah, it's nuts. Panama Road is closed. How many years did it take to get Roca Road open? Up in uh, uh, up by Malcolm, you have McKelvey. I mean, you have all these roads that are just closed, mm. and they have no funding. 
Well, we have funding. We're not appropriating it correctly. Right, exactly. Uh, we're on with Travis Filings, District 3 County Board candidate. Uh, we'll be back all second half with him. We will take calls. 1499.3. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the voice of Lincoln. 1499.3. KLIN. All right, uh, we're back. Drive Time Lincoln on Tuesday, day 161 of the Mass Siege. We've got Travis Filings on. I keep calling you Filings, and it should be Filing. That's no, all right. No S at the end. <laughs> nope, there's no S. Um, I speak in a lot of different tongues. I haven't fouled out of this show yet, I don't think. <laughs> uh, but appreciate the call from Richard. Uh, we'll come back to that because I, I think that's a real relevant topic. Uh, there's some great texts coming in, so I appreciate that, you know. Uh, call us on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. If you've got a question uh, for Matt or text us. Travis. Jeez. Matt, Travis. <laughs> See, there's a foul. <laughs> Yesterday, it was 10 fouls. I was out of the game. Travis, I'm sorry. Just oh, two fouls right. so far Just today, two, Commander. Two fouls. <laughs> um, you guys know the deal. You know where to find us. You know where to call. You know where to text. Let's go back to the bridges and roads. Because, yeah. again, looking at... How do current county commissioners justify their own 16% increase? Uh, we've already looked at several counties and their budget to the sheriff. And then we look at their budget to infrastructure. Yep. And, folks, I, I want you break it down for me. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> Lancaster County, uh, our budget this year is $5.6 And then you have Lynn County, Iowa, again, Half as big as we are, or two thirds the size we are, eighteen million, and their county is a little bit smaller than ours as far as land mass. Mm-hmm. And then you have Scott County; these their budget, their total budget is eighty million dollars a year. Ours is about two hundred and forty-eight, and they spend nine point one million dollars in a county that is literally half our size. Yeah. So, folks, real quick, that's roughly. We have a three times bigger budget. We have a county that's twice as big, and their infrastructure budget is 50% more than ours. And their taxes, the average property tax, is two-thirds what ours is. So, I mean, we're spending the money. We have the people. But where are the commissioners spending the money? That's the key, isn't it? That's the, pr- the question. The, the priority of where our taxpayer dollar is being spent under the purview of the county commissioners. That's exactly it. Whew. Yeah. Here, you want me to light you up? Yes. Because this, uh, this one, this is like nails on a chalkboard to me. So, our veteran <laughs> services, have you looked into this yet? No, no. Okay. So, our veteran services, I compared it to what the county commissioners are paying themselves year after year. And I went back 10 years. Ten years ago, we were spending $700,000 on our veteran services, and we were spending about 250000 on our county commissioners. Now, fast forward to the bottom. It's almost a wash. Our budget has been cut to veterans by half. That's unacceptable. Tell me who is more important. The people who fought for this country and served and sacrificed or five county commissioners drawing a paycheck. Wow. I'll tell you what. um, There's probably a part of me that enjoys doing this job and not always looking at military veterans issues. Fresh kind of perspective for somebody that did it for 20 years. 
certainly share the sympathies that veterans are one of our most precious assets. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad served in Vietnam for dis- five dis- years. Disappointing, even though, you know, federally our VA, and I'm sure I would hope the city, the county has helped out with some of that. We have a great VA here uh, in Lincoln. But to simply see that the money for veterans over a decade, of which we've been in the longest war in American history, has essentially gone down. Yeah. And, and not by a little. No, no. About, by a lot. About, about 40%. Right. Uh, of our money that we can give. But county commissioners' money has gone up. Yeah. And not by a little. By, by a, a lot. lot. So when you when you at least see that like me, very first time, and it's explained, um, there may or may not be, well, there's always justifiable answers, but here's what I'm going to say. I'd love to hear it. It's a terrible optic, and oftentimes a terrible optic for someone uh, who is representing the people is like a smoldering fire, and yeah. where there's smoke... With that smoldering fire, there might be a brush fire that leads to a forest fire, and it's just not good. That um, is just disgusting at face value. Yeah. When I was going through the budgets, the last two years is when it's, it's seen the biggest cuts. And I thought, I've got to be missing something. I have to be reading this wrong. Yeah, no, and I so, mean, it's right there. The last two years, it just dropped off. I called them. Yeah, I call it. You can call any of these, any of the uh, department heads, and I said, "Is this right?" Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I mean, it just it made my blood run cold. Travis, we've got some callers, but I want to yeah. give you before we get to those because you never know what they're going to be. I want you to talk to us or talk to the listeners about if elected. Yeah, you know your promises to to the people that you represent. Yeah, well, you know, here's what's tough: if I'm elected. It's one against four, you know, so there's not a lot I can do. But what I can do is sound the alarm, is let people know, just like we're doing right now, where is your money getting spent? And, I mean, we could go till midnight with all the information that I have here. Yeah. You know, I will let people know where their money is getting spent. And I will show leadership within this county board. And if we can't get people to support infrastructure and the sheriff and you know our veterans and election integrity and all then i will go out and i will help find good people like me to run and i'll work to help get them elected in other districts because we need to take this county back Mm. because we are at a point where we are no longer holding anybody accountable right and we need to start doing that and so I also hear, you know, what I hear you say also is while you might not be able to change each and every vote, and you know, obviously getting in there and negotiating with your counterparts is part of the job, uh, but sometimes it just comes down to, you know, what you believe. Um, you're willing to sound the alarm while sitting on the board and let us know what's yeah. going on with money and what's going on here and, and where you disagree and all these things so that we can be, uh, you know, maybe a double layer of transparency yeah. um, so that we, we can be apprised of what's going on with our money. And that's exactly it. You yeah. know, I, I always let the elections fall where they may. Yeah. You know, if I get in there and people aren't happy with it, vote me out. Yeah, I, I am not going to start changing who I am and what I believe um, to win an election sure. because that's not what I'm doing. 
Yeah. That's not why I do it. Well, it's not what anybody should do, technically exactly. speaking. You should be able to uh, believe in your values and, and, and what you believe and represent it. And if the people think that it aligns with them, they vote you in and you do that. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Brian on uh, line one. Yeah. Hello, Brian. You're on DTL. Good afternoon. Uh, well, I'd like to ask the candidate, Travis, uh, why he would oppose wind and solar. That's all. Thanks for the call, Brian. And, hey, by the way, Brian, haven't heard from you in a while. We've still got to do the deck of cards, so give me a call on issues uh, in the future, and let's do it. Thanks for the call. All right. So a couple of things. With wind, wind kills property values. And we are, we're right now it's starting. They're, they're starting to put them in kind of down by Hallam. They're not in our county yet. And they're going to start building them all the way across to Panama. And they say, well, these, they, it brings good-paying jobs. Yeah, not really. <laughs> um, it brings temporary jobs, which brings temporary workers from out of state. And all these companies, like the, uh, the solar farm that mm-hmm. all five board members approved, 2,800 acres, and they're, they're going to bring in some union jobs. And it's a Chicago company. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. So we're going to bring in all these skilled workers from out of state to work here to build this solar farm and then go home. Mm -hmm. And all that's going to be left are a couple of low-paying jobs. We're going to kill the property values of people who live around this because I I don't want to live next to it. Sure. I don't want to live under a windmill. Sure. I mean, you ever seen the the flicker? I I mean, it hurts the livestock. Mm Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah. Not to mention the fact it doesn't work that well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, solar, it's not like we're living in the desert in Las Vegas. Right. Right? I mean, it's Nebraska. We grow things here. Yes, we do. We don't need to start getting rid of farm ground just to put in the solar. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, you, make, you, you bring up a good point. I am always a fan, <clears throat> excuse me, of evolution. And I've said this before, not going to change my stance. Uh, we all, in my opinion, the commander, need to be looking towards those next things and what some people say is alternative. Uh, but it is not a sh- turn the light off on the way we've been doing things for 200 years and the next thing. And when I look at the plans laid out in this county, in this city, it's as if we believe we're going to be the Jetsons tomorrow and we're discounting everything that's made us nebraskans in this county uh we're throwing our citizens and and things that are important to them like property value and lifestyle and what are we gaining what are we gaining from that tax you bring up something i didn't know but it makes a lot of sense sure you're probably gonna have labor come from out of state to build yeah right but the long-term maintenance is not 2800 jobs or even a thousand jobs uh i don't know what it is i could find out but you know you're probably talking about a hundred people that maybe can be trained from here or whatever yeah, that stay maybe. behind for maintenance. Yeah. Um, and is so, it a high-paying job? Yeah, and, and in the end of the day, it's uh, to me, those type things are things that are all people in the county and everywhere, um, not only if it's closer to you, should have a real good say and be able to ensure that elected officials are voting and listening to your uh, wishes. Right. Um, and yeah, so I, I think we're way ahead 
of where we need to be at this point in time in human existence in the Lincoln-Lancaster County on that stuff. I think we've just decided, well, it sounds good, it's cool, uh, they're doing it out, you know, on the left coast, and, you know, oh, by the way, we can get people from Chicago to come here and, you know, build it for us, and, yeah. and you know, once again, what about our union workers and people like that? Well, and two, we have all these board uh, members that live inside Lincoln, and they go, put it in Panama, yeah. put it in Hallam. Yeah. Can't see Hallam from my uh, yeah. from my backyard here in Lincoln. Yeah. So, really, yeah. I mean, you you're going to just start throwing these. You're going to get some money. Yeah. You're going to get people to donate money to your campaign and whatnot, and then you're going to dump these on rural Nebraskans. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you make a good point. I'll tell you what, I always try to find uh, common sense ways to try to explain things. And you know what, I'll tell you what, if we uh, demolish a couple of parking lots around Memorial Stadium and go ahead and put the solar farm in there and everybody oh, goes go. for it, then maybe we're ready for it. <laughs> Same with if we put the windmills all around the campus and downtown Lincoln and right there so they're just in our face every day and we think as a society we'll go for it. Well, then maybe we're ready for it, but you and I both know what would happen if that was the plan. Yeah. Uh, let's take another caller. Johnny on line two. Hey, thank you for taking my call. All right, Johnny. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say I disagree with you on wind and solar. I think we could put solar panels on top of every roof here in Lincoln, no problem. But that's not well, what we could. Yeah. I mean, individuals, individuals could do that, as you know. Um, and, you know, that would be their choice. And it doesn't um, hurt property values. I, I am calling about how to raise money for the roads and bridges in your county, uh, or in our county. Sorry, I just I just want to say this real quick. I think if we legalized marijuana in the state, recreational marijuana, we would have enough money to pay for just about everything. Yeah. Other states that do it are successful, and I think that we would run into very little problems if we did this. Canada legalized it. I think we are we are slowing ourselves down by not legalizing it. Now, you, you need to look deeper into this. Um, when you look at Colorado and the amount of money that they're spending, tax revenues are up. There's no question about that. But what are they spending that tax revenue on? The amount of addiction problems that they are sure. dealing with is through the roof. And it's a massive problem. Yeah, Johnny Johnny calls in quite a bit, and I'll say this. he's a He's a staunch supporter of legalizing marijuana, and he never... Sugarcoats that or whatever. I, I will say this, and I always appreciate that honesty, Johnny. And you're asking about the roads and bridges and, and how would we pay for it. Here's my contention, and you said it a little bit, but we'll readdress it. I'm not sure. Put it this way. I think we have enough tax money as it is, as it's set, to get where we want to go with the county engineer on our county roads and bridges. I think, looking at the budget, looking at the decisions, we have a prioritization problem from the county board on where they spend our money. Yeah. That's how I view it. No, that's exactly right. You know, in creating a whole other nightmare of bringing in legalized marijuana, it's going to take so much work just to get your arms wrapped around it and then try and stay on top of it. It's A, it's not profitable, which is really secondary. It's not good for society. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think medical might might or might not go on the vote. But, you know, one day yeah. we're going to have that talk uh, when it comes to roads and bridges. And I think, you know, if elected, what you'll be dealing with is prioritization of funds. Uh, let's try to get to uh, Gary and Sue. Gary, uh, on line three. Hey, how are you doing? First off, is this Travis filing? Yes, it is. I thought it's Gary Sarnish. How are you, buddy? Gary, I'm doing great. How are you, sir? 
I am good. You have got my vote. All right. I agree. I agree, agree with what the commander just said, that there's plenty of money. It's not an issue of raising the money. It's an issue of where it's spent. And I've been down and talked in front of the county commissioners. I, and I, I've uh, thought about running for office again, you know, before also. And um, I will tell you, you're 100% right about this solar farm and all of the wind. And one thing is, just talk to Pam Bingman a little bit. I lift weights with her twice a week. And um, we talk all the time about infrastructure in the county. And, you know, one thing that Pam will tell you is you bring in all these, um, these wind turbines and all the trucks that are going on these county roads. The county roads aren't prepared for it. They're not going to hold up under the weight of just the trucks and everything bringing the infrastructure in just for number one. Number two, I sit down there when I go to the meeting sometimes and listen to them. 25000 today for this nonprofit, 50000 for that nonprofit, 30000 for this, 12000 for that. You know, all these nonprofits that we fund, I'm not anti-nonprofit. I'm just like, wait a minute. We can go to the Lancaster County Engineer Facebook page and see Pam standing under bridges where the iron is so rusted it's just falling like rain into the river. Yeah. And, and, we're, and we're sitting here saying we're funding properly? No, we're not. Yeah, so, she's got a pile of rusty metal on her desk. Yeah. You've got my vote. Who are you running against? Deb or Roma? Uh, Deb. 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 Well, you've got, I mean... I'll be Mr. Blunt for you. I'm not running. I'll say the things that need to be said. She has sat in that seat for 20 years as a sweet little seat with nobody really running against her. Dude, you've got my vote. I will walk for you. Give me your info, and I'm going to support you a thousand percent. Gary, we appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, Sue, I'm going to get you offline, uh, but I do want to hear your question about windmills. 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're finishing up today, Tuesday, day 161 of the Mask Siege with Travis Filing, running for District 3 County Board. Uh, Travis, let's get a little call to action. We did a yeah. lot today. Sure. And we took callers and appreciate you, you know, answering the callers and stuff like that. But uh, where can people find you, uh, you know? What do you need the yeah. people to do for you? So my website is filingforcommissioner.com, F-I-L-I-N-G. Um, yeah, you can get on there. I mean, obviously I need people to vote. If you know somebody who's in our district, three, which mm-hmm. is basically all the southern half of Lancaster County, tell somebody, help me you know, win this election, take this seat back. Um, You'll get on social media. We just opened it, opened up our Facebook page, and if you can donate, that would be fantastic. If you want to walk, you want to make calls, anything, it all helps. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it well, starts getting on my social media and getting on my website. Well, there you go. I mean, Travis is. Uh, you can tell Gary's fired up. I think you know we've had a lot of interaction today. Uh, people are very interested in county board, and I think more people are interested in politics and paying attention, which is good, folks. That's yeah. what we got to do. Um, and I applaud you also for throwing your hat in the ring, you know, for service in, in to us in the county, you know, and all of us, because um, it's not going to be easy. But you're getting started. You've got the website. You'll be on Facebook. You guys know the deal. I mean, it's donations. It's support. It's asking questions so you get to know your candidates. And it's becoming an educated voter, not just a, I vote this party or that po- party, right. but what are the issues that I'm passionate about and do these candidates represent? And, uh, again, District 3, County Board, Travis Filing, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, Sue had a great call off air. Uh, not a fan of windmills. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, she had a lot of things that I'm, thank God we didn't take Sue on air. No, Sue, I appreciate the call. Um, I get it. You're not a fan. A lot of people aren't. 
We'll be back tomorrow with Nebraska Volleyball Coach John Cook, 1499.3 KLIN.